All right. Welcome back. And today we have with us Victor Joffrey from Chile and Pauli. And um, you brought a bunch of instruments with you. You've got some new styles and great sounding stuff. So let's uh, maybe jump into it and start going over some of the new models. Or, you know what? Let's start with you guys um, playing a song, if you, mm-hmm. if you don't mind. That would be a fun way to start.
I love awesome. that. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. So do you have that on an album? Not yet. No. <laughs> suppose suppose that we are coming back now and like make a retirement like a retreat of three weeks to record the Paulis album. Depends how how finished that trip, but <laughs> that's the plan. Record now during the our winter. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, like What's a winter record retired. <laughs> what is the song about? Or whenever was it about? <laughs> it but like uh, the Spanish? No, it's in translation. I don't know. It's like a, a song about the dreams, about the things that are possible to do when you believe in that, like say un dia that is one day like one day I probably say like uh, one day I will touch the stars I don't know it's oh, like a dream so pretty epic <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's got it's got a real like roots feel too <laughs> we live in a cold nice. town that we play a lot in the fire I don't know that's our uh, jam place you know the fire and ukuleles guitars drums and Playing and cook fish on the fire. Wow, that's it's, awesome. That's uh, our place. Our roots. <laughs> yeah, it's really roots. <laughs> <laughs> that's how how we live every week with the friends playing on the fire. Man. It's a small town, the cold coast of South of Chile. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like our it's like Portland. I don't know, maybe mm -hmm. Oregon, but right. in South Hemisphere. Yeah. Well, I mean. But I'd like years to come ago. visit for sure. <laughs> I would love that. And our town lives at ten thousand person. No more than this. Nice oh. country. Oh. Yeah. Very cool. So you still got one guy working with you building? Three. No. Three guys. Yeah. Wow, you Thank guys. you. Awesome. <laughs> you can let the side and yeah. Another. Oh, we've been carrying your stuff for what four or five years already. Maybe. Yeah, maybe that maybe I come first time here in. 2006, no, 2016, 15, 2015. The first video I think that we make on 2015. Mm -hmm. And yes, in that in that time I used to work just with one one guy who was we were we was making like 20 more no more than 30 ukuleles at month. Now we are making close to 80. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that was 2014. 14. We got that that video. Yeah, I was young. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was. That you was look the same. same. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. It's <laughs> yeah, a good thing. Yeah, my hair doesn't say the same. Oh, oh, good. <laughs> now I'm using a cap to cover <laughs> the holes. <laughs> but I just good. gave up. You see, my hair. Yeah, is slowly you, are just, you, are, you are an honest guy. How much you can do about it? Yeah. Well, I guess you could, but I can uh, put on a hat. <laughs> Get some Rogaine. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, long, long time and long of experiment. Uh, we try to keep the workshop always in, you know, in movement. And we was talking about the strings, you know, all the trip on different kind of strings, different kind of wood, different shapes. If you look my stock in the store. Every time it's changing the shapes, the whale shapes, six strings now, different combination of six strings. I always moving the scale. Experimenting. Yeah, that's that's the 
you know, the essence of Asono, never stop. I don't have models. Many people order, can you give me your catalog? Right. And I say, I don't have catalog because if I make a catalog, I have to repeat the models yeah. every series. And I think that every week we have a new catalog. And we use different woods. Always trying to experiment with different woods, different Skills. shapes, different glues, different right. thickness of soundboard, uh, different brands of of nylon, angles, different angles of neck, mm. uh, head plates, heights of. I remember the first time when I came here, Andrew told me, "Can you put all the." the bridge on the same height because sometimes it's like the yeah. standard but but after years I, I think that it's not good because some people really want a high mm -hmm. action some people want a low action and during the time the the ukulele moves his soundboard you know and some people if you buy an Italian banjo sometimes comes like that and in one year will come will be a little low action and if you low the bridge then you can be too low you know and needs a time to you know it's like the wine you know maybe needs one or two months to fit really in the position stuff like that that was like take long time to understand some people set up the bridge and then keep the instrument move, you know, out of the soundboard to keep the action on the same position. I don't know. To limit the amount of pressure on the soundboard over time, you mean? Yeah, you you keep, you play like, you play, and then you, when you start to play, you storage mm. without the bridge. So it doesn't start the same. Oh, okay, exactly. I got you. Yeah. For example, I, when I keep one, one banjo to me, I laid on the, on the soundboard because I wanted that the the soundboard low a little, you know? And I feel that after one or two months, the ukulele is ready, like have a maduration, you know, like a, it's like a reserve one. Yeah, but, settling. Yeah, but it's good to store it with the bridge one month and then it's ready. Sometimes in one year, but that's the thing. Another thing, uh, one, one of the things that I really love of that kind of construction that you can change, easy change the soundboard. Any guitar or ukulele to change the soundboard is a hard work, you know. Mm -hmm. For that reason, we designed this kind of Hawaiian one, you know, because in, in this style you can move the bridge and replace the soundboard. You know, it's easy to replace. No, that's uh, I don't know. I think that for for me the program obsolescence. You know, of when you buy a, an electric shaver or something, and in six months you have to drop it. Mm -hmm. Happened the same with the instrument. Some sometimes I buy really some. I don't I don't want to say brands, but uh, I buy some Hawaiian ukuleles from different protestants, United States, Chinese, Hawaiian ones. And some of them I spend a lot of money and impossible to repair because the soundboard. Mm -hmm. 
And that's that's a thing that we want to really do, try to make a easy to repair, uh, repairable. So you don't just waste when something, yeah. one thing breaks, you don't have to waste the whole thing. Change the soundboard in this model is in the Italian one. It's easy, man. Easy. Well, it's like easy. a banjo, right? You would just change the head out when the head gets old. Yeah. Yeah. It's because I come from the drums. I used to make drums 10 years before. Well, it's like you have to do maintenance on the drums. You have to change yeah. the, the I, I got a jambe drum I bought in Africa in 1999, long time. And I changed the skin maybe 100 times in 25 years. And no problem. The jambe drum is there. The wood is perfect. And I just, yeah. Change here the same. Some customers, all ones, I change two or three times the soundboard to the same ukulele. We're and talking about this with uh, Tobias and like how other stringed instruments, like a violin, you know, you play it, you're supposed to take it in because after a while, you know, there's a wear and tear, and it's kind of the. I think that's yeah. every instrument on, you know, but some more than others maybe. But yeah, I mean, like there's strings right off the bat. That's something. But the head would be a similar type of thing, just not as often. Maybe, maybe never for some people. But you know, it's possible. Yeah. But like, what if? Uh, I mean, we haven't had to change like the way they build. Need it though. Instruments, because in overtime, after it dips, what if it does get to a point where you can't repair it, um, and then. You know, you know, you have to swap out the top. Like, what if it's built that way to where, like, if you have to replace the soundboard in ukulele, you could. Well, that's what this thing. basically. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I mean, but like on a regular ukulele, like no, so yeah. you know, even on like on a tide, that one that they see and seed out. Yeah. Isn't the way that the top it kind of drops. Tide, tide run. I really, for I'm I'm thinking in, in fact take some ideas from Tide and mix with mine design and I don't know, Tide and uh, also I Fluke, mm -hmm. Fluke Flea ukulele. They both have some concept of, you know, a uh, repairable yeah. ukulele. I take some ideas from Blackbird sometime of Tide, of uh, Fluke, but try to make, I don't know, my my, my concept, my no, own concept. That's perfect. And even, so like if someone wanted to reorder a new one, you could even make it in a different wood if they wanted to hear what yeah. it sounded like in that wood too. Man, sometimes, for example, I make the same body. I use one, some mouses broke and I change. I make, if I make in pine, then I make in popular and to feel the difference, you know, it's like very scientific, you know, it's like really, you, you know, fix some variables. I was talking to Joe at Blackbird and he was saying he was thinking about licensing out or or actually kind of like selling the um, ECOA tops just as like a soundboard would to other companies. Yeah. But that would be kind of an interesting one to pop in there and see how it sounded because those are really loud. I mean, it's a really uh, that material is like it's like yeah. a old spruce, you know, I mean, it's like a really good soundboard. ECOA is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I wanna I wanna make one in. Will be great to have a equal plate of one point five millimeter, for example, to yeah. put on here. That's gonna be a new business venture. Yeah. We changeable, swappable tops. A guy from tops. here, from Haleiwa, that travel a lot to Tahiti. Uh, Jay is a guy that fly on Hawaiian Airlines. 
he used to make Tatum banjos, give me some cool ideas, and he taught me about uh, the Tatum loves the carbon fiber, you know, mm -hmm. and he he told me one day, makes a Tahitian banjo with a carbon fiber soundboard, and in Tahiti you will be like a success because they really love the paddles. I don't know the mm. canoes oh, with carbon. Oh, if you yeah. put carbon here, maybe next year I will come with some Tahitian yeah. with carbon fi fiber here. It's pretty durable stuff too. Yeah, forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if you cool. even use like a surf resin with fiberglass. You could very make one too. Yeah. Ikoa is fantastic. Yeah, I, I think like mix wood and Ikoa would be great. But and the soundboard always the first thing that you broke in the instrument. In my case, because all the rest is solid, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, what did you use on this run for soundboards? Looks like there's I'm, some different woods. I'm using a lot of poplar, like this. Yeah, that's what a lot of them have. This been, because, uh, because I don't know. It's like a. It's kind of pop to it. It's like a so cheap and sounds great. Yeah, it's it's really you know? loud. And it's like to broke some myth. It's part of my work. You know, I can use I can use Oregon pine, for example, that is a mm. standard on the market. But I want to show that a cheap wood that people think that just works on matches, or cheap stuff, can sounds great. And this is a Bolivian one, it's Bibosi. It's a really cheap wood too, and sounds great. Yeah. Nice. The important is like the thickness. If you know you're good, yeah. doesn't matter the wood. How it's cut and, yeah. and how, you know. Suppose that I'm the luthier that doesn't have to say that, but really, to me, doesn't matter the wood. If Almost, it's hard, right? If it's soft, I have to approach different, mm -hmm. but right. really it doesn't matter. You build to the wood. Yeah. Well, tell us about the one that Pauli has in her hands. Yeah. It's a long story now, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's funny. This concept is like, we, were, we are making a movie of the route of ukulele across the Polynesia and we study a lot of the Tahitian banjos. Last five years, I begin to study a lot of Hawaiian ones, different brands, Kamaka, Kualoha, uh, Kualau, I don't know. And we feel in, on that trip, we feel, on this trip, we feel that both culture, Hawaiian and Tahitian, have many common uh, strumming stuff, and some uh, musicians like we play with one Hawaiian and one Tahitian, and sometimes you don't have the second person, and this ukulele is like trying to put together some brands like Kamaka make six strings, one, but this is another uh, idea of six strings, have the Hawaiian tuning, and have the Tahitian tuning side. You together. Know. Hawaiian Tahitian, and it's the way that like cross the Pacific, you know. I don't know. It's like that's awesome. Like that's awesome. Of, but it sounds great. I really love like to make some cool strumming. It's 
sounds a little, and for us that we are South American and we have a lot of influence of Peru, Bolivia that have the charango, it's cool because like, feel like make the ukulele closer to our root culture, you know? It's like Hawaiian, Tahitian, we are close to the Pacific, but we have the Andes, all the influence of the Andes. And this is just in between the charango, Tahitian and Hawaiian. It's like, for me, like, I feel really identified with this setup. You know, makes me, I can play, I don't know, like, Andean music, I can play Hawaiian. And I can play Tahitian, like, that's, uh, I know, it's, we say that this instrument is perfect for a traveler, hippie. You do it all. Multicultural. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. I think That's so. Awesome. so cool. Very versatile. That's it's different than, than other six strings, too, because like the high E you don't get on, like, you know, the Hawaiian six string sets. It's doubled on the E. And, e and then the you a. get a low octave sometimes on the A. But, like, this one, it's got the Tahitian high e which gives it that totally different it sounds like you yeah so it sounds like you have someone else playing with you yeah more than just like a chorus or a an yeah. octave it's it's like two instruments yeah it's like two instruments and i don't know i really love the six i used to have a six strings kamaka six one like a beautiful piece of one thousand dollars i bought in san francisco to a guy to Passed, passed by a couple of years ago in the Island Bazaar. Island Bazaar, a really good store in the Japanese barrio in, in San Francisco. And I played this instrument for one or two years. Traveled with this and makes you know, inspired me a lot. That Kamaka six string and Paula Fuga told us a lot of. In, 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 their, in the interviews for our movie, told that, that she feels that he's playing with somebody with the six string. I gave one to Paula, in fact, one of these. But this tuning, the original idea was of a guy from here, from Haleiva, Jay. Uh, but I don't know. We put in a in a different shape, body, and works well. It's durable. It's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's cool to travel. Really good so hard. to the Hawaiian and the Tahitian, yeah. this one. Do you feel it? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Very cool. I, I like it a lot. It's probably my favorite one. Yeah? Yeah. 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 The, and it's the, got a pickup the, in the, it. The sad thing is 
I just bring one of them to you, but I can oh. set up a couple of mm. if the people want want to try. I don't we know. have a few four strings that you tuned up differently. Well, I mean, some are in the more classic Hawaiian, and uh. and some in the Tahitian style four string. Yeah. Last so people, the difference between those two. I think that last two. year I, I left. Right. I left some. Yeah, we, we were doing that, showing people those. But. Is this a longer scale? This looks like almost a longer scale than the other ones. This it, looks like a tenor scale. I think that this is my biggest scale. I don't use tenor because it's easy to broke the necks, and I hate the fretboard. You know, I don't. I don't like use fretboard because increase the height of the you know this the strumming part and i prefer use free of fretboard mm -hmm. you know and if i use tenor scale i begin to broke my necks my neck it's too much movement yeah uh, i short one one fret and i use between tenor and concert and concert sometimes i make sopranos uh, last year, I, uh, I knew Roy Sakuma, and he talked a, a lot about a lot, of, a lot about Otasan for us. We, we tried to interview this year, but he's really sick, I think. And, but I check a lot of videos of Otasan and feel inspired for the soprano scale and experiment. Last year, a lot in soprano scale. But most of, most of my ukes are concert, and one fret more than concert. You feel this is the best sound that you can get with this scale length, and yeah, this, the long of the scale. I think that is if you long, if you change the long of the scale, you you can make almost the same sound if you change the thickness of the soundboard and the thickness of the strings. I don't know, depends. But it's more about how you feel, you know. I think that shorter scales is more to play like, you know, intimate music. I don't know. It's like more from the heart. Yeah. Tenor is like more for the mind. I don't know. It's more for pictures, <laughs> people. <laughs> I feel that's my feeling with the long of yeah, the scale. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it works well with that instrument for sure. The concert scale. That's what. Yeah, concert is it's so cool for me. And one fret more than concert, I feel that just in between. I don't. I don't know if some Hawaiian brand or Hawaiian style brand have that measurements, but works well. It's like a. a so last time, um, you were we we shared like a short teaser with people when I interviewed you last time for this movie that you and Andreas are making. Um, called the ukulele way, yeah, uku way, uku way, uku way, yeah. And um, Andreas showed me the latest trailer that you guys did for it, and I think we're going to be able to share that with you guys now. So um, we'll cut to that right now, and then you guys are going to really love this. It's so cool. Check it out.
Entonces, yo creo que no era ukelele, no sé cómo lo, lo dirán los portugueses, toda esta gente que ellos eran navegantes en esos tiempos y andaban con instrumentos musicales. Y, lo, y lo, los polinésicos vieron y copiaron pero, y lo adaptaron a su estilo. La esencia, o sea, observó y, y, y le puso la esencia de Maui. Growing up here, I was born in, in Hawaii, and I'm really interested in how the sounds of the natural environment affect your music, you know? So everything around me, just you're always hearing waves coming on the shore, like every 12 to 14 seconds, that really slow rhythm that comes. Uh, like hearing those noises, all the different birds, like sometimes I'll hear a bird sing a melody, and I'll think, oh, I think I ripped that melody off from that bird, because like, I've heard that in one of my songs before, you know, like I'll hear us, and so anyways, like little songs from the birds, and then same thing though from the instruments that just happen to be around because of the place you're born. I mean, for me it was the ukulele, guitars, you know, were around, and so I've always been messing with the thing. I know it came from, it came from Portugal, with the Paniolos that came, the Spaniards that came from, from that region when they came to Hawaii. 
I believe um, there's a there's a word for it, cavaquinho, satanin, and um, I want to say a man named Isaac Nunes, Nunez, uh, brought it to Hawaii and made it popular here. The ukulele to me is the one exception. You know, they may not try the violin, they may not try the piano, they may not try the guitar or the bass or the saxophone, but they would be open to strumming an ukulele. And to me, I think that that's such a positive thing because it makes everybody feel like they can make music and they can play an instrument. Look where you're playing the ukulele, right by your heart. And you hold it like a baby. You don't grab it tight. You hold it gently in your arms. So it's like you're holding a baby and you're playing and the music is coming right where your heart is. You guys are are kind of almost done with it, or you're still you're you're capturing some footage here still, right? Uh, the, uh, we came on this trip to finish the movie, like to film the Roy Sakuma's festival, ukulele festival. It's the 49 years that he makes, and we want to film, uh, try to capture some the best musicians. I don't know if Taimane will be there, uh, some great musicians, and try to film the feeling of that movement, you know. And we was planning to go to Portugal to the origin, but maybe we'll finish the movie here because I read a book of the history of ukulele and ukulele was invented here. Finally, Nunes, I don't know exactly who, but was invented here and go to Portugal, maybe it will be, you know, too expensive and the history begins here with the ukulele. Yeah, it was based off of, you know, the yeah. instruments from Tarbat, over there, but it still people, changed, you know, when it got uh, here Braginia. and evolved here. And we can extend the documental. Maybe we continue a second part of, of Ukwe going to Portugal mm. and going deep. But I think that... It's with, so with beautiful. The, yeah. I mean, you so, so you guys went to Rapa Nui, um... Tahiti. Yeah. Here. Yeah. And California too. 
California. We stop in Huntington Beach and all that movement. Chile. So you got the yeah. full circle. Pacific, you know. Mm. I went to New Zealand uh, 2012. The, on that year begins the idea of make that movie. I begin alone the movie with a cell phone and trying to film some Cook Islander people that play awesome Tadian Banjo in, in New Zealand. Uh, my budget was really low. I tried to buy a 7D Canon, but it was too expensive. I don't know. And finally decided to find a partner, and I find Andres. Uh, he does really nice work. And two years after, 2000, no, four years after that, begins really the, the Yuki way in Rapa Nui. We can include, I don't know, Tuvalu, um, Vanuatu, Cook Island, New Zealand, Portugal, Valley. We can include Brazil. We can include Venezuela, Mexico, many countries that have influence and variations. Maybe Ukiwe will be like, a, I don't know, a, a boat. <laughs> that travel around the Pacific. I hope someday we can make something like that. But. I mean, it's seems like it's going to be a really fascinating documentary that's going to get picked up by some streaming service, or you know, to get it out there. And I think I think it's going to just be a great thing for the the community, and you know, people coming on it are going to have this whole new interest for the style ukuleles that you make too here because there's you know there's there's people but there's not a lot that are making tahitian style in tahiti ukuleles. you can find really really good craftsmen. Uh, in fact in the movie we we, we show some of them uh, in the market you can find some not high-end ones uh, some really good ones is I there actual factories or anything like that, or it's just people, like individuals or a couple guys doing it? It used to be a, a guy that called, I don't remember the name, but Maurice. Maurice used to be the bigger one, but have a problems on their arms. Now we found uh, Poata, that maybe have the same size than me, 80 or 100 ukuleles at month. Maybe it's the biggest in Tahiti. Uh, Pedron. And a, a guy that maybe finished the definition of the Tahitian. You can call him the inventor, like Nunes of the Tahitian banjo, mm -hmm. Pedron, Mike Pedron. He don't make so many units, but they sound great. Have low end, but sounds great. You know, have some secrets on the soundboard and on the... Wow, you guys actually traced it back to the per person that first did it? I thought that was kind of a Look, mystery. We was trying to find, and we sailed from Papete to Tuamotus uh, because all the people in Tahiti talk about uh, the origin of Tahitian banjo. In fact, on the teaser, you will see uh, John Murray, an historian guy, that talk about the origin of the Tahitian banjo that go, um, was in Tuamotus inspired in the country music. That song that you was playing, the same that played Noah for us, we put together with that history. And we went to Tuamotus, to Tikehau, the island that's supposed to be, and I got one really old one, ukulele, maybe from the 40s, 
1940s, can be one of the first hundred Chadian banjos. It's made it with tiger shark skin wow. and four strings. In fact, this this instrument is based on the first Tahitian ones because have four strings. Then after of that, they begin on the 80s to put just a, two doubles like this. The oh, Tahitian. that's another six string. Oh, that's the same thing, but tuned in just the straight Just Tahitian, Tahitian. doesn't have the laws mm. of the Hawaiian tuning. You know, it's like the evolution, four string Tahitian, six string Tahitian, four string Hawaiian, then mix, six string hybrid. It's part of the history. Yeah. Would be great if somebody bought the six and put on the wall. Like. Oh, <laughs> four, six, eight, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know the evolution, but on the 90s, 80s, end of the 80s, on the 90s, the eight strings become the standard. This, this shape, asymmetric shape, like a rock. You know, maybe when there were hair bands coming yeah, out. Yeah, the glam know. style this of the nineties. Tahitian version. Maybe inspired of the, the Tahitians yeah. and they changed. They wanted like to that. get wild, yeah. yeah. And the band they, there's a band. If you are a Tahitian music fan, Google Te Ava Pidi. Yeah. That's the band. That's the band. It's so cool. The guys the name is of the ukulele players, I forget now, but Vihia Etua. Vihia. Here too, that's uh, like he was he the guy playing on the trailer too or no? No, Bihia who's the guy that's playing under the tree? He was shredding so good. He's a a gangster. Now it's a good, really good good friend of us. He's a an underground ukulele player. <laughs> they they in the witness in, protection program. <laughs> yeah, in Tahiti they they make something really special. They make the brang, la brang. In French, La Branche is fire, Hinano beer, and fresh fish. That's all you need. And 10 hours of eat fish, drink beer. It's and a Haitian lime. Haitian lime and covers, his, uh, like covers of folk songs and versions of covers. And who make the best version? If you repeat a song, you don't. You don't play more. You just drink, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the game. Like, but it's a really underground movement. Uh, we film a couple of branks with with this guy. He like. He's like a brang master. <laughs> what does that mean? Brang yeah. is the movement like of playing together in a fire with fish and drink beer. There's, like there's oh, you guys have a word for that. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> in, in Tahiti, Labrang. Labrang. Some people lost his life in the on, in Labrang. What is like the translation? Or Brang. Be, I don't know, Brang. It's like jamming Can out at the low. beach with a yeah. fire, right? Yeah, his friend. I drink a lot of beer. Oh, that's that's Kanikapila. Kanikapila. That's like a Kanikapila. Yeah. yeah, it can be Kanikapila. Do we drink beer? Yeah. But you don't get kicked out if you repeat. But it's funny because <laughs> they say like, if you don't sing one hundred songs and you don't, you don't drink beers for four hours, there's not a brand. The, many people talk about like, and it's really underground. If is, if some people is 
with microphones or, so, or any person organize a, 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 a feeding for that. Not so cool. No, have to be cool and under, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And this guy the, is like the yeah. master. The, he really knows the places, the beaches, the hidden beaches that some local musicians make fire and cook the fish and drink for hours playing really fun awesome awesome versions here. of covers in fact the the one that's, uh, that appears on the on the teaser is yaorana is a classic song of tahiti but it's a version like a virtual version of hey yes it's yaorana that song it's a classic but it's to be smooth and slow and this guy makes fast <laughs> and virtuous. He used to play metal rock <laughs> after he began to play Tahiti and banjo and it's so fast. I yeah. say it's like putting Malmsteen on there or something. It's that strum. People uh, wonder like how I do it. Shred it up. You're really good at that too. Shred. You will see Batea. Batea is the name of the guy. Uh, I think that is, I don't know, I traveled two or three times to Tahiti, you know, many musicians, but maybe he's the, one of the top tens of Tahiti. Mm. It's like such a, a lot of percussion in that style of strumming. Yeah. On, the, on the movie, on the trailer, you will see, and in the movie for sure, you will see the we found a connection because the Tahitian banjo was created trying to copy the banjo, the Western banjo. But then in Tahiti, they have a, a lot of migration from Cook Island because they have molybdeno mining, mining. And a lot of people from Cook Island that come explain drums on the 50s, on the 60s, and the influence of fast music from Cook Island mix between the country and begin this fast strumming on the ukulele movement on the 60s 70s That's it's crazy how in like it's like kylan going back into like all that it's finding all those connections and the threads oh, that you can trace he would be a good everywhere. one to talk to sorry you think so for the i think you met kylan, kylan reese yeah the luthier repair guy ah yeah kylan, kylan he's working on a book right now on the history of the ukulele yeah. 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 yeah 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 we interviewed for the movie you did already yeah he, okay he gave us good connections he, right. in fact he goes with us to show us the beach museum collections mm -hmm. of some newness some spiritu santo ones he knows every history of the instrument. It's oh, I can't wait cool for the guy. whole thing to come out. March, right? Sorry? The movie. The the movie. Ukuwe. Ukuwe. March release. Yeah. That's what Andreas was March. telling me. Yeah. In March. Yeah. We, we, we have a, a new partner on the movie. It's a produ production, the festival producers. They make Lollapalooza in South America, and they want to include in some... In, in the March edition, that is like the 10 years edition from of Chile, and we will show there like will be like uh, the avant premiere on the festival. Awesome! And then Beach of Museum offer to to make the avant here. 
Oh, nice. That's awesome. And in Rapa Nui, uh, Toki School. That's a cool project too. If you Google it, Toki, T-O-K-I. It's a really cool project. It's an eco village of focus on teach music. That's mm. awesome. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, um, maybe you and Corey can jam something together. Oh, great. Yeah. So, I'll try not to screw up. Do you play guitar? A lot, yeah. Because there's something about the Tahitian banjo that I want to show you to, to the people that I found in Tahiti. I found in Rapa Nui, and I play a lot with some friends when we jam. The company that... Yeah, the, the, because something that happened with the Hawaiian ukulele is that if you want to play with a guitar, they cover you and it's hard to jam, you know, to make the second voice. But if you play guitar, somebody play guitars and you know how to follow the guitar with the Tahitian banjo, you can make really, really cool good things. Music. And if you can play some anything in guitar, easy one, I can follow you and just jamming and improvising, I can show you something, then we can shift and I don't know it would be great to show that that uh, I don't know how to say but that uh, that part of the Tahitian banjo you know how yeah, side. yeah that side how how uh, it fits how in with other instruments yeah, how fit with the guitar yeah with the acoustic guitar should we grab a steel string or a nylon both both of them what do you, what do you want to play
my version of the accompanion. How do you say when you companion? Companion of the Tahitian. Some Tahitians make more folky. Some some of them more virtuous. I don't know. Some more smooth, like Hawaiian. Uh, but it's easy for something for somebody that doesn't have so much, you know, knowledge about the scales. It's easy to make a solo and this instrument with a, with a guitar in front. You know, it's, if you play guitar or regular uke, and if somebody is playing like with poly, Hawaiian one and Tahitian, it's really easy to make a solos because I don't know, especially in C, F, G. Because all the strings are the same, but that E is yeah. a lot tighter, right? So if you play... Minor A, that is a relative, and major C, it's easy to make solos. And it cuts through because it's a little bit tighter, so it kind of rises above. Yeah. So for you guys that have gotten a Sonus from us, or planning on getting some, there's these new string packets. And this is so cool how minimal and it does the job. And one of the cool things about uh, these ukes in the Tahitian tuning is all of these strings are the same. Yeah. And it works. Don't worry, it works. Don't worry. I got a, a short history about that. Uh, in Rapa Nui, one of the best players is a mainlander surgery, medical surgery, a doctor. His guitar concert player and this guy I don't know ordered me maybe 10 or 20 Tahiti nukes during the last 10 years and this guy was obsessed with Patico is his name he's a fan of you of Calais and this guy was obsessed to compensate the thickness that many people think that the Tahitian banjo is bad mated you know in bad way because have all the same gosh the, the strings this guy was obsessed and I made maybe 10 or 8 different combinations of thickness of strings, different nuts, bridge to compensate and after 10 years of make yukes for this guy, uh, last year I went to Rapa Nui and this guy will make something awesome. He plays, uh, practice every song, famous song of Te Abapiti and he learned it in, in his five or ten Tahitian banjos and finally last year he told me man I sell all my compensated Tahitian banjos the Tahitian banjo have to be all the same <laughs> zero four five strings yeah. it was like uh, after ten years of trying to compensate the strings he said if you want to play Tahitian style like Te Abapiti forget to compensate if you want to play an infusion another kind of yeah, folk yeah. Compensate, you can make hybridization, but to play Tahitian, forget about to put thickers. Because they're just going to change the whole sound of it. Yeah, and you will lose the possibilities of to make easy solos and fast solos. Because try to harmonize every note, phew, would be impossible. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of Maybe Calais can be bad, <laughs> can do bad, or you bad. Well, a normal guy? No, <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah. No, yeah, but if you change it, then it wouldn't be what it is. Yeah. It's... Yeah, then you're trying to make it sound like another instrument. Yeah, it'll take away that twangy change. Yeah. So, 
Pauli, thank you so much as well for coming and sharing your gift. You've got a beautiful voice, and I can't wait till you start putting some music online, too, so I can put it on my Spotify or something. <laughs> yeah. I love that style. And um, so we just got in a couple dozen Asonus, and you guys will see them coming up on the website. And man, are you coming about once a year these days? Yeah, at minimum. At, awesome. at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you get to see Jack this time? No, that's probably his, his traveling, I think. Mm. Yeah. But you will see on the teaser the preview of the movie yeah you got uh, you know good footage with them actually i got to go along with you guys yeah. last time and film after for, the movie yeah. in fact after the movie we finished the movie uh, uh maybe we can make together but i want to make a youtube channel of asonu that can show the complete videos of along the, with the of clips you know artists just, yeah, that right. you know we got many beautiful songs that we record in tahiti in the middle of nothing but for sure many of them will be out of the movie and I after if there's March, any channels focused on tahitian style there's uh, a couple of but not so high quality I think, on I think audio and on the yeah when you guys do that too we'll try to mention it and put a link on our yeah. on our side yeah because you must have like hours and hours of footage right that you can't use because the movie has to get cut. Four down. terabytes of hard disk. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot yeah. of terabytes. On the on the back now, when we when we go back to Chile now, we be, begin to make the uh, editing. Andres will be. We spend a couple of months at mm -hmm. home revising and me to hours, days, days. On the middle of the trip, that I think that two years ago. I revise all the footage, and I spend three days on the bed, like yeah. looking. When I'm days. editing, I go deep. I mean, I, I it's hard. Like I'll stay up till like four in the morning. <laughs> yeah, just like just trying to get through it because yeah. And to make the eight-minute trailer that you will see, Andres take like two months of. Revising. Yeah, I mean, you can tell that it's on that that really um, cinematic quality with each shot you know being very carefully timed in together and i can't wait to see the and, full and we are trying to not follow the documental uh, style style you know we're trying to tell the history with the voice of the characters you know not uh, uh of you know voice what i want to do while you guys are here is i want to do a, a trail with you guys and then That'll also be footage that you might be able to use. Do like a little interview style thing with you two and get you guys playing up there, and you know, <laughs> those shots might might make it in somewhere too. Maybe one of these songs, probably one I'll record. One of these yeah, on, yeah, the, yeah. on the oh, cliff. <laughs> that's yeah. with the hair. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. It's not so long. <laughs> it, you can put some extension. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it'll it'll look perfect. Well, thank you guys. So um, we're going to close out with another. Is this another original? Yes. Yeah. Very cool. And so they can't demonetize me, YouTube. <laughs> it's like anytime we put it covers find in. find a way.
piedra que trae el río va subiendo en otra dirección. ¿A dónde va el calor?